0: You are listening to wholehearted a soul sister conversation you are here with healer intuitive donnelly Wynan, life coach pru solisich and women's empowerment artist tanya marie Reeves. together we are navigating life on purpose pushing boundaries imperfectly unstoppable we are here to inspire and encourage you to live fully into your own life to be the compassionate observer of your thoughts and feelings and to make a conscious choice to change what is in your power to change. We are so happy to have you here.
1: Hello, welcome back to Wholehearted. How are you, Tanya? Hello. How are you? you? Welcome, everyone. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to another episode of our ever-growing podcast. So fun to see it growing and people engaging and... I'm really loving how people are engaging so much. And so all you listeners out there, we really thank you for like, yeah, opening up onto our Facebook page and sharing stories and your thoughts. It's been a real pleasure to read through everybody's comments on our page. So I'm really excited to see that keep moving in that direction. While I'm on that topic, if you have a story that you don't want to share on Facebook, but you want it shared, like even anonymously, please send us an email. All that stuff is in the show notes. So if you need to find our email, but yeah, we'd love to hear your stories like more in depth, like keep bringing it on. It'd be really good. It'd be really good to start some more conversations like that. And if you're not a member of the group, (coughs) join it. (laughs) Yes, join it. Yeah, we've got over 500 people in there now, which is really exciting. And yeah, like I said, people are, are engaged. So we're asking some good questions that are getting lots of traction, which is good.
0: No topic's too hard because we're very good at researching and if we haven't got the perspective that, that you're chasing forth like this morning's topic when we talk about it in a sec, I didn't really have an opinion but it's interesting once you've got some research and you start looking, it opens your mind and I think that's the thing that we want to also share is that nothing's too hard, you can always learn
1: yeah absolutely. yeah. and it actually is good when someone brings a topic, you're you're sort of forced to do a bit of research and you're like, "Ah, oh, there's this whole plethora of information out there that I didn't know about prior. And that yeah, so that goes, if you think you've got a topic that nobody really knows about, great, bring it. We'd love to learn. You know, as you know, we're all very into learning. <laughs> We love learning new stuff. So and then sharing it with all you listeners. So we're going to I'm just going to tell you what our topic is today, but then we're going to get on to our highlight and low light. And today we're talking about plastic and cosmetic surgery, which is a topic that our wonderful Tanya has brought to the table because she herself has gone through plastic surgery. Well, cosmetic surgery. Don't know the difference yet. We'll find yep. that out. <laughs> we'll find and yeah, it's just one of those topics that we thought was important because I know there's plenty of women out there and people that have cosmetic cosmetic surgery. And when we, when we looked at the stats, there are lots of people having cosmetic mm-hmm. and plastic surgery. So we're going to talk more into that today. But first, we're going to drop into our highlights and lowlights. We might start with you, Tanya. Okay, I have <laughs> I have a funny story actually.
2: <laughs> I was, I was walking to the gym this morning and I was early walking to the gym this morning. I, was, I left about 10 minutes earlier than I usually do. I'm strolling on. So I'm just strolling along and, you know, pat the neighborhood cats that <laughs> Covent. and there's a new, new little kitty cat. Anyway, I'm listening to Mel Robbins podcast on menopause and hormones, all that sort of thing. And I'm about halfway to the gym and um, you know, they're talking about brain fog and memory loss. And I went to see where which pocket my my gym key was in in my backpack. And I didn't have my backpack on. I, I <laughs> brain fog walked, much? Yeah. yeah. Just walked <laughs> out of the house without any of my stuff. <laughs> well, that's hilarious. So I fucking
1: had to walk all the way home. Well, <laughs> lucky you're 10 minutes early. <laughs> <laughs> So that was, I guess, I guess a little bit of a low light, a little bit of
2: a funny moment, though, a bit of a highlight as well. <laughs> it is. Did you, go, did you go back home? Yeah, I went back home and got it. <laughs> I was like,
0: do I just go without it? And I was like, oh, like, oh, you know, like But maybe that's the reason you left 10 minutes early. Yeah. Because that, that's why you left 10 minutes early.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Oh, that's a crack-up.
2: Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So <laughs> My actual low light is, um, which I was talking about earlier, is been really struggling with my anxiety these past couple of weeks, trying to move through that, trying to not push it aside and nurture myself and um, also kind of push through as well. like there's there's um definitely pushing through having mm. to happen. Um, you know, the things still need to be done, but I guess on the on the bright side is that I am pushing through <laughs> yeah. and I am doing the things.
0: Do you think you're more present though in doing that?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I am very, very aware that like Prue was saying before, like everything on the outside of me, I know that, you know, while there have been some changes in my life and I'm a control freak and I know that's where this started is not being able to control situations, not be able to control the changes that are happening. I'm still very, I've become very aware that there's nothing on the outside of me that is a problem. Like it's all in my brain and in my body. So, yeah, just um, that's thats really something that helps ground me, I guess, like mm-hmm remember everything's okay. Mm. This is something that I need to just um, to mm. get through. Yeah. And I could up my meds. Um, that's always, always something that um, when I get to this point and feel this electricity in my body, I call it electricity. It's probably the adrenaline, the overproduction of adrenaline that I'm producing. I always have the option to up my meds 50 mil. I sort of monitor that. I I go up when I need to. I come back down when I know I'm ready to. Um This time I am trying to make it through without doing that. Yes. So um that's just that's just going to be a work in progress for the moment. Can I just. Um, we'll
0: just see. Yeah. Can I just ask, because there could be people listening, even though this is a high and low light <clears throat> transaction kind of thing, what are you <laughs> doing if you're not knowing that you can you know you can play with your meds, what are you implementing to support that for you? to not do it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so just I guess all those tools that we talk about
2: and the breathing in particular, remembering to stop and breathe and I tend to hold my breath a lot without realizing it. So that's a really big one for me. just getting that air into my lungs and being with that breath. That's a big one. Also, you know, the hand on the heart. Um, I am okay. I am safe. I am loved. Um, Donna Lee has been uh, done a couple of healings with Donna Lee. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, which has really helped and, you know, some, some advice in, you know, um, centering myself and grounding myself, coming back into me, the tea tree jelly wrapped around me and, you know, I can make it tighter or push it away. Yeah. And also, um, like I've I've mentioned before that I've got some oils that Donnelly gave me, which so I've kind of fallen out of the habit of using my oils and doing some meditation since I've been working. My time is a little more limited than it used to be before, so trying to to manage that. So there's a few habits that I know help me that I used to do every day that I've kind of fallen away from bringing those back in and trying to make a conscious effort to bring those habits back in and do those. Yeah. Rest-
0: and keep it really simple. So don't try and do 10 new, ten yeah. things, just doing one yeah. thing consistently. Yeah. And that that yeah.
2: breath, the breath work is, is probably my number one, is just to stop and take a few deep breaths and just centre myself and remind myself that everything is okay. The world is not going to implode.
0: I'm really, really, really proud of you. You are, you are okay, and you are, and talking about it is really great because you're not one to talk about stuff. (laughs) It's very good to be talking. We've kind of had a few phone calls, haven't we? Yeah. (laughs) Keep that chatting going. Even my texts have been five questions. Answer me. Why haven't you replied? (laughs)
2: And that's that's another thing, actually. Not just chatting, but. Um, listening to things. If I'm if I'm in the quiet, if I've got nothing on, my brain will work over time. But if I can like put a podcast on, listen to the radio, preferably with with someone talking, so even an audio book, that works talking works better for me than music. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have to concentrate on what's being said. So that really, that's really helpful for me as well. It mm-hmm. stops my brain from ticking over on its own thoughts. It'll
0: and it'll, it'll learn how just incrementally you'll just keep edging into the brain, not wanting to be so busy at the moment. It just perceives things as a threat, so it's yeah. going to be there to save you, save you, save you, save you. It's yeah, and hence the adrenaline. But mm-hmm. you can yeah, feel you're it. doing great to my fingertips, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Woo-hoo. yeah. Oh, that's, awesome. that's my low light. that was a low light, yeah, <laughs> bit, of, bit on a tangent there, but um, no, it's good. Uh, yeah, I think it's important though. I it's important because it yeah. could be someone sitting, you know, listening and wanting to know, oh shit, well, if that's going on for her, what can I do? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, your turn, Prue. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, you haven't done it yet. I, I haven't done my highlight.
2: Um, <laughs> this is really I your highlight was what you said to start with. No. <laughs> no, that was just a funny story that I wanted to share. <laughs> this morning. At the gym, I wore no undies under my leggings. I have never, ever <laughs> worn no undies under my <laughs> leggings, and it was the most fucking amazing thing ever. You're free vagging. <laughs> that is my highlight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no G-string riding up my ass. Oh. Oh, who would wear a G-string? A oh, G-string. my God, you're insane yeah. wearing <laughs> G-strings. I'm like, bring on the undie line. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Okay,
0: you cannot cannot just land us with that and not tell us why. Okay, what did this lead up to? Why have you decided no jocks? Well, that could be a low light. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we really want to get into that.
2: (laughs) Let's just talk about that another time. That's hilarious. We'll we'll come back. Otherwise, I'll just take up the whole episode.
0: Well, it's all about you today, anyway, so that's okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, me mine pretty boring, really. <laughs> like you know, I've, I've had a, like a very interesting week, like lots of emotions, like up and down, up and down, up and down. But a bit like you, Tanya, just have been just being that, like I, you know, call it the compassionate observer, rather than getting in and like playing in the weeds with the perceived problems that I've got. I've just been like, i just sitting in it. And, you know, Donna Lee's voice has been talking to me all week about listening to my body, listen to my body, listen to my body. And so my low light was the overthinking of decisions. Like I can, I make decisions fast. Sometimes they're not the best decisions and just learning that this is okay. Like I'm just learning about myself more and more. So just the, back and forward of of decisions. Should I? Shouldn't I? Shouldn't I? Shouldn't I? I? If I do this, am I going going to have FOMO? If I do that, am I going to be pushing myself outside my comfort zone too much? You know, this back and forward, it's been like a lot. My head has been a a lot. Like, yeah, I could have written about, most probably about a thousand novels, you know, with the amount of words that had been going on in my head. What then moved into my highlight was me making the decision like me making a really great decision from listening to my body and i just feel so proud of myself that i've actually listened to my body and lent into that like knowing that it was a, i was a whole body no on a decision so i just lent into that and made a decision and cut some ties where i needed to and it was so fucking freeing like i just feel so incredibly yeah proud of myself and a load has been lifted, I suppose. Yeah. And I myself going to actually be doing a full podcast on this from my, on my own podcast, yes. which is great. Cause I just think <laughs> I just want to dive into this even more. So yeah, low light overthinking decisions, which turned into the highlight of actually making a decision for me, nobody else, like I don't need anybody else to understand my decision. It's just for me, which is great. And yeah, I, I recommend it. I reckon this is freaking awesome to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: And what about you, Donnelly? What's yours? Oh, well, I've really thought about it and I can't find a a low light. So I always struggle, struggle for low lights. And I was just sitting here pondering going, okay, if there was a low light. I've not had a lot of time to do really basic things and I really do love doing basic things and one thing that I would really like to do is weed my front area Mm -hmm. even this morning I came home on my push bike and thought oh I could go and do 20 minutes I'm going no you can't no you can't no you can't because that is you distracting yourself it will come so my low light is not being able to do really simple pleasure things I know it sounds nuts but um but my highlight like i got shit tons of highlights <laughs> but when i thought about it this morning my highlight was going to the movies with my daughter on saturday night and seeing barbie i thoroughly enjoyed that movie i thoroughly enjoyed being with my daughter because she has a job at the cinema and you know lots of people will think my god you know she's a winger she really struggles social battery so, she does an amazing job to be there to put up with people and to put up with people continually saying to her that she's young and watch, like, it just drives her nuts. So, it was so nice. We've waited, you know, 10 days for the Barbie movie and it was great. We didn't have to do all the big bloody lineups that these women have been doing and serving hundreds of people and, you know, just got to be together. And I really, Really, really valued that. And the selfie that she took shows that. So I really had such a lovely time to um, being with her and a yeah. powerful, powerful message in that movie series.
1: Oh, I know. I myself took my daughter Eloise on Saturday to watch the Barbie movie, thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed it, yeah. and had came out with so many like, oh, my God, oh, my God, yeah. it's so cool, yeah. I had mean- a conversation with my dad about it, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> and I just
0: had like I've I'm not I'm not a Barbie person. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> never bought Barbies for, for my for my daughter. I never I never really had dolls. So and Braya did brats at the time. Gosh, I just left. I just left with a whole different respect for the doll. Like I've had I realize I've had this blinker thing on for years and years, which is obviously what do you call it? Like influence I just came out of there with this greater wider perspective that I had no idea what was the basis behind the creation of her and then when I saw the discontinued dolls and so seeing these tangents of where society hasn't accepted the change and I said to Raya when we left I said I want to go and see the Barbie Museum now yeah yeah and just you know what, I want to go and see it again because even the little connotations with the old lady and you don't yeah. realise that at the bus stop and you don't realise that later in the kitchen and, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah, left you. me feeling, yeah, pink. I'm just
2: wondering if you've gone past the paint shop here in Broken Hill. Ah, oh, no. no. You have to go past the window because Bronte Colonnac still has her Barbie collection. She is a huge Barbie fan. Oh. She goes to Barbie conventions, I found out the other day. But she <laughs> cool. has decked out the paint shop windows with her Oh, Barbie my
1: mom. God. Oh, Will. Yeah. yeah, take a photo. Put it Amazing. up on the page for all of us to look yeah. at.
2: Absolutely. I, actually, I went there yesterday to take some photos for the cinema, Um, but I was there at the wrong time of the day. True. The light was on yeah. the windows. You so need morning, morning, yeah. Yeah, so um, I will definitely go and get some photos, but it looks bloody amazing, yeah.
0: Okay, well, that's our mission tomorrow. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, we
1: better shut up now. <laughs> yeah. No, we might see you could do a whole podcast on Barbie. I was actually thinking about doing one of my yeah, own because so I just got so many Ahas, we could do that. Yeah. So Absolutely. on to the cosmetic surgery and plastic surgery. First of all, does anybody know the difference between cosmetic and plastic surgery? Like is there a difference? I actually don't. Is there a difference? Yeah,
0: there, a difference? well, there, there what, what it says is that the title is plastic surgery and what it covers is reconstructive surgery and cosmetic surgery. And cosmetic surgery is, you know, to... to For mental health and self-esteem, benefiting your health, and whereas I guess plastic surgery, I looked at it another way too, how important that would be, the reconstructive surgery, and also I was thinking of Tara Pitt. Is that the lady that got? Taria. Taria Pitt. So I was also thinking of how beneficial plastic surgery is for those types of things as well as beauty. Yes. There are yeah. also three. There are also three categories, I believe, where you've got the
2: first category, which is dyeing your hair, doing false eyelashes, false nails, mm-hmm. because they're all considered a cosmetic change to your body. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you've got all those sorts of things. Uh, I think the next level is like fillers, that type of stuff, and then the next level after that is actual surgery.
1: Okay. Yes. Cool. Mm. Yeah. Lots of stuff in between, I suppose, because I know mm. there's all those new machines like fat freezing machines yeah. and um, you know, laser and all that type of stuff, which Yeah, so is they'd all... be in that middle yeah. category with your Botox yeah. and your
2: fillers and crazy. Yeah.
1: Okay. So we're gonna fess up first. Has anybody so we know tenure, you've had surgery and you're gonna talk more about it, but has anyone else on this call had
0: Yeah, I've surgery? got my eyebrows done this year. Uh t- yeah, tattooed like um yeah, well, I don't know. It's not, yeah, like a tattoo. It was actually okay. better than a tattoo because they yeah. kind of cut your skin and then dye it. So that's been yeah, that's been,
1: right. yeah, okay. that's been yes. lovely.
0: And they look great, by the way. They look great. I know they look looking. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah. They're so good. really well. <laughs> mm. I have had Botox. I don't have yeah. Botox, but I have had Botox. Okay. Okay. What for? Wrinkles. Okay. Um, I had Botox about well, quite a few years ago now. Um, actually, it's funny because every time I went back, I've probably went back uh, about three times, and each time I went back and said, "Can you put less in?" She said she doesn't think she's ever ever been asked to put less botox in. <laughs> oh, really? More, please, more, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, what concern? Well, what concerned me most was the wrinkles under my eyes. You can't use botox there. You can't mm. put filler in there. Um, you can put filler in your cheeks, which lift that area and give the impression. Um, yeah. but Botox only goes where there's muscles. So I was also self-conscious about the wrinkles that were starting to come down my face, but I didn't want to look like a 20 year old. I, I still wanted to have, you know, mm. I still wanted mm. to look age appropriate. I just wanted to neaten them up get a bit, I guess, yeah. um, but it was too much. I thought like, it felt like all these disappeared. And I still had all this under here. So, like, this just stopped there and then there was nothing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, So
2: I went back, like, the next couple of times I went back and then I was like, can you do less? So it sort of, you know, evened out a bit more. And then eventually I was like, no, I'm not doing that anymore.
0: So can I ask a question? Do you have to continue Botox? It doesn't last forever? I think it was um,
2: three or four monthly. Okay. Something like that. Um, yeah, I can't remember exactly now. Um, fillers, on the other hand, uh, I think they last 12 months. It's also more expensive.
1: Yeah. Okay. What about yeah. you, Prue? Yeah, I've never done anything like that, but I have had IPL. So I've had IPL for hair removal. So oh, yeah. I've had IPL as well, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, IPL. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: yeah, that's a regular.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's just whack. I'm waxed. I'm not whatever uh, you. Yeah, waxing. No, yeah, I went the I went the IPL because I was like, you know what? I think it will just be better, and it has been. It's been great. Yeah, yeah. I done
2: under my arms and all my nether region. Not yep. all of it, but underneath. And mm. um, oh god, the under the arms has been the best thing ever. Yeah, I've heard that.
1: Mm. Yeah. You know what I would love, like, and then we're going to get into you. Quickly, so there's two things I would love. I'd love an eyebrow eyelid lift because my eye had a a droopy, and I would love Botox under my arms for sweating because I sweat so much under my arms, and they say Botox is really good for that. Um, I might have contemplated that, but yeah. Anyway, what about you? Is there anything that you wanted, like Donnelly? Have anything else that you sort of ever thought about? No. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to wing it. I was like, maybe I will one day, maybe I won't. I'm not against it. I'm not rushing out to get it. But if I had had lots more money, I'm sure I would most probably be lining up sooner rather than later.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just a a side thought, you with your migraines, because um, yeah. Erica's mum. mum has migraines and uses Botox for migraines,
1: and she swears by it. It could be. Yeah, I've heard this as well, actually. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Okay, so on to you, Tanya. So tell us about your story. Start from the beginning. Yeah. So I had. When did you get um, it? Yeah. Breast augmentation.
2: Um, So I had that. I think 2008 was my first surgery. (laughs) Okay. Been more than one. Yes, I had to have them redone a year later. I'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, so I had I had rather large breasts for my frame when I was younger. I was a 10D. Um and then uh I really got into exercise late teens, early 20s, I lost a lot of them then after I had children they're gone. Like I'm sure many, many, many women. And that's, I I reckon that's probably a a huge reason why breast augmentation is so, such a huge, and it's, you know, it's the top, top surgery, I think. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. And so I think what really upset me the most was because I had, because I'd had larger breasts and enjoyed larger breasts (laughs) and then lost my breasts, but not only it's like um, when you've had larger breasts and then you've lost it. It's like it's like being really big and losing a lot of weight. So you've just basically got a shitload of skin. Um, so I, that was really my my main reason for mm-hmm. wanting to do it. It was never anything. It was actually something I thought I would do one day. Like if I ever needed to, it was like, yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah. So, um, and then a friend of mine um, had had hers done about six months before I'd met her. Um, we become pretty good friends, and she'd had hers done, and that was like that was really a catapult for me. I was like, "Yeah, I'm doing this." Like, it's actually a a, a thing I can do. Like regular people do actually do this, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, and like she had already, you know, she. You know, research surgeons and and things like that, and and had a very good, very good review, I guess. Yeah. About who she went to, so yeah, I decided to to do it. Okay. So it was, yeah, ten thousand dollars it was at that time. Yeah.
1: Okay, so you went in for your surgery. You so straight away, or what was? Well, the you go reason? you you go for a
2: consult to start with. You go in. um He has a chat to you, you get measured up, you go through a lot of photos, a lot of books to see, show him what you would like, you know, what your ideal breast is, I guess. You get to go and play with implants, you know, put them in your bra and um, so you've got, you know, a whole array of sizes and and shapes there and you, you get to go in and play. One thing he had suggested to me was to have a lift because I had so much skin but that is a whole new ball game like having breast implants is day surgery. you're in you get them put in you're out pretty much. a lift is a whole different thing. you've that's you know real hospital surgery they remove skin they possibly have to remove your nipples reattach your nipples. so that's something I decided I wasn't going to do. okay so in hindsight, that may have been a better option for me to do, but, you know, it's no point having regrets about these things. So, yeah.
1: So what so, had you back
2: on the table 12 months later? Uh, so um, when I had my surgery, I had, um, I'm pretty sure the first lot of implants I had was three ADCCs. You get to, you can have, when you put them in, you can have, um, you can have them on top of your muscle. Or they can actually um, like slice your muscle and put the implant slightly under your muscle, so that gives you a that gives you a more smooth run, mm-hmm. um, a more natural looking breast. You don't have your implants sitting on top there. I chose to have the them under mm-hmm. under muscle, and I was quite happy when they were done. I wanted to be a large C, small D. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my aim. I come out being an E cup. Holy moly, that's a little bit different. <laughs> so yes. yes, they do They do present much different in your breast. Than... Holy heck! Yeah. So I was a ten E, but I was I was wrapped with them. Absolutely wrapped with them. Loved yeah. them. They were brilliant. Dolly, Dolly
1: Parton style. Yeah, <laughs> no, not quite. But you know, you're already wow. so little. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And this
2: has become a problem. So a year, oh probably about six months after I had the surgery. Actually, this I was I was allergic to the anesthetic. So um, coming out of surgery wasn't great. I was vomiting, had to go back in and be put on the drip and things like that. But oh, no. um, but but ultimately everything went really well. And they also give you Valium before they take you into the into surgery. That was really good. I <laughs> didn't stop the electricity. That was brilliant. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things. Um, so about six months down the track, one of my breasts one of my implants had dropped out from behind my muscle um which is why I needed to go back and have them redone so it's it's one of the things that can happen. It's not something they tell you. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. if you if you um I guess that it's kind of a a weakness of mine is that I am incredibly trusting and I don't look into a lot of things where I probably should. Um, but so that's what had happened the first time around. One of my implants had dropped, so I was lopsided. Obviously, one was still up there, one had come down. Uh, so I had the reconstructive surgery again, um, pretty much a year to the date, and actually it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because one of the implants had actually ruptured. Oh, wow. After yeah. like he'd had taken them out and told me that one of them actually had a little rupture in it, so it was probably great okay. that mm-hmm. I did have to go All back. Right.
1: Only 12 months in. Jeez.
2: Yeah, 12 months in. Crazy. Um, mm. Yeah, and, you know, it's they're not like the old, old implants where you've got a rupture and it leaks because these are silicon gel. So Mm -hmm. they, you know, they're still putting toxins into your body. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So then um, when I had them redone, so you can choose your implant size that you believe would be best for you when you're in, but it is ultimately up to the doctor when he's in there, what he thinks will work best. But before this second surgery, so, I initially had 380cc. Before my second surgery, he wanted to change the shape of the implant, um, which he thought would better suit my body. He also upped it, upped my CCs. And I do believe, I can't remember whether they are 440 or 480. Oh, yeah. shit. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: So, if you are an E cup then, did you come out an E cup or bigger? I did still come out in E cup, okay. but
2: different to okay, what yeah, I different was, shape originally. Yeah yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. So different to a big C, small D. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Very different. And I did question him about the size difference. I was like, you know, these ones were bigger than I expected. Why are we going 480 instead of 380? And he was like, it's just because of the different shape of the implant. You're not going to notice the difference in the size because of the shape of the implant. I probably could have went smaller, not bigger. But anyway, that's what I ended up with. And I think this is when the excess skin became a problem. When I had my initial implants and they were under my muscle, they were a lot more supported, I guess, Mm. and, and higher. But because now they were just sitting on top of my muscle I've pretty much just got implants and not a great deal of breast tissue around around them.
1: Yeah. Okay. So why didn't they put them back under your muscle like you originally wanted, like the second time? Um, because because one had already come out. Okay. It, was, it was a safer bet to not do it again. Okay, right. Yeah. Gee, so many things I don't know about boob jobs. <laughs> yeah. So can I ask a
0: question? Do they, when they, so they're sitting on top of your muscle what stops them from moving around? How do they stay where they are? So they
2: put them. They put. They create a pocket. Okay. They, they create a pocket between your breast uh, yeah. tissue. Yep. So your breast tissue is in front of your implant, like an envelope. Muscles behind it. So they create a pocket in there. It sits in the pocket, and because it's a foreign body, it does create a capsule around itself. Okay. So after the second surgery, this is where I have even less breast tissue now because they have to remove that. They have to remove that implant. They have
1: to ah
2: oh, take the growth that was being on it. Take the capsule out. They have to scrape away any oh. uh, scar tissue. <laughs> wow.
1: On the leaves, like
2: And yeah. then another implant goes in, and then it creates a whole new thing. Oh okay. God, does it hurt? Yeah, they're it, they're quite sore. You're on um you're on pretty heavy pain meds for the first couple of days, but that's pretty much it. After okay, um, yeah. it's really just Panadol. You've got a special bra. You're not allowed to wear any underwire. Okay. Yeah. Um, I actually ended up wearing my maternity bras. They looked nicer than the surgical bra, <laughs> and they were still very supportive and had no underwires. So, yeah, and um, I was in. I was in a 12 E when I was breastfeeding and okay. and could still wear those well wear those 12 E's after my surgery. Mm-hmm. So my breasts are fucking big. Wow. Big.
1: Yeah. Does it feel mind you yeah. I, when when we went uh bikini shopping that day, you and I on the Gold Coast here, I was so from jealous of your tits. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, look at the cleavage. Like she's got the boobs and they're sitting in the in the bikini top nicely and mine are like, well, mine are like yours pre-surgery, like flat on the top and just have breast tissue sort of down the bottom, the old uh, rock in a stocking look, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I think I said it to you. Bloody hell, like look at those boobs, love them. <laughs> and I don't think I will ever have surgery though. <laughs> it's... um. <laughs>
2: It's very difficult to find things like that though as well. Like yeah, you know, yeah. I have to probably mostly because my breasts are low hanging, so they do need, they need to be supported. You know, lots of people have breast augmentation and they sort of sit up where yeah. where you want them to sit, not yeah. all breasts do that. So it's no different. Yeah. It's no different after you've had surgery. If you've already got low lying breasts, you're going to still have low-lying breasts. Oh, there you go. Unless you have a unless you yeah. have a lift, you're still yeah. going to have low-lying breasts, and that's yeah. that was my case. So, um, so that's probably one of the downfalls. Is that I do need to wear a bra. It's difficult to find bathers and and things like that. Like bathers, I can really only wear um bikini tops that are made for for big-breasted mm. women with, with underwire. Yeah.
1: That's well, it. well, luckily the market's catching up. Yes, Remember absolutely. years ago they never they used weren't. to have anything except grandma yeah. bathing suits for yeah. that, but now they're out. The market is catching up in that regard, Where you actually absolutely. can go into a bathing shop now and buy underwire nice. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, bikini so yeah, so tops.
2: Head yeah. And, it, and when I first had my breasts done, that was uh, one of the big issues. You couldn't get those sorts of yeah. things. yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So fast forward, like so, you've enjoyed your boobs. I'm assuming, like, like. Yeah, I have enjoyed them. Um yeah. other people um, have enjoyed them. I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> other people have definitely. I've got a question before you
0: keep going. Um, like, I'm. I've got some really good questions. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Shoot. I wanna I wanna know what do they feel like? Do they feel like real boobs when you touch them? When a guy touches them, what do they like or a girl touches them? What what's what are they like to touch? Because I haven't asked. What do they to like touch to touch? I have to a field on a well, I'm sure she'd let me have a go when she comes to the show. I'm sure she them. <laughs> Can touch them anytime you like. I just want um, to know, is there is there the feeling that they're like they're yours or do they feel like there's plastic? bubbles under your skin i don't know
2: mm. yes yes okay. And yes okay and again i think it depends on what you had there before how yep. much breast tissue you still have yeah okay um they're definitely not as squishy you can't roll them up like you could a breast like um they they definitely feel like there's something there okay. but
0: they're still breasty <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit further. Mm-hmm. So when you are intimate with um, with someone, what's I mean? I'm just curious, I guess. Do do they know that they're an implant, or do guy? I'm assuming guys because I'm not I'm not sure. I know you like both people. Yeah, do they notice that, or do they okay. don't? They're, they're too busy playing with your tits. <laughs> they don't really care. <laughs>
2: I don't know. Damn. I have found that they don't really care.
0: Yes. No, you no
2: can't, one, I wouldn't care. No, yeah. you you can't. I don't think you could tell that they weren't implants. Yeah, okay. I've never I've never been um, secretive about it. Yeah, um, yeah. Generally, they've known I've had got implants before we get to that stage anyway.
0: Yeah yeah. But
2: I don't think you you couldn't touch a person's breast, a real breast, and touch a person with an implant and not be able to tell the difference.
0: Yeah, just mm. it's just cute. And because I'm a body worker, I mean <laughs> I, I would know for sure. Okay, so I've got another question, Sorry, Prue. No. <laughs> is Go I want to know it. I want to know then in intimacy or self-touch, what does it feel like for you? Is there that? I guess is there that intimacy still being touched around your breast? Yeah. So after my
2: first surgery, I had, uh, I didn't have, didn't lose any sensation whatsoever. Okay. After right. my second surgery, probably you can see probably under here. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Because they cut like in that crease in that line. Yep. Yeah. So under here is not numb but not as sensitive yeah.
1: Yeah. so you've
0: got two layers of scar tissue and scar tissue when yeah. it when you cut um skin it never lines up scar tissue is irregular so yeah i can understand yeah. so yeah. Like, yeah so right at the
2: bottom of my breasts for anyone who's not watching um where the, they cut in that line where your your breast crease in your breast crease mm-hmm. yeah um, so right under my breast i'm i can still feel but it's a, it's it's got that kind of numbish feeling yeah,
0: yeah. okay yeah.
2: but i do still have um feeling in my nipples
0: i still have feeling all around my breast yeah because you've got the skin that goes around which is the sensitive mm-hmm. part okay yeah.
2: Okay, Um, cool. It is a possibility, though, that you can lose more sensation in your breast. It it does happen to some people and others, it doesn't at all. So, yes, for me, it still does feel nice. Beautiful.
1: That's what I want to know. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Okay, so, like, fast forwarding now to today, and what's happening now? Like, give us an update.
2: So, while I have enjoyed them. They have also caused me some issues. Yeah, these were my next questions. Yeah. Yeah. So explain, what issues? My implants are too big for my body. That's number one. So I'm carrying, pretty much carrying a litre on my chest. Yeah, Um, they were my next questions about the weight and they
0: pull forward.
2: Yeah, they pull forward. I've only got um, small shoulders. I've got a very small frame. Even you know, clothes, um, it's, it's hard to find dresses like, like I said, I because I've got low lying breasts, you know, I mean, I could wear, I could not wear a bra if I didn't want to, but
1: <laughs> but it's it's not the most pleasant thing, um, yeah. I could not wear a bra too, but I'll, yeah. I'm sorry for everybody walking towards me, <laughs> yeah,
2: and it, it doesn't
1: yeah. feel and it,
2: it doesn't feel
1: comfortable to not be so. No. It's actually,
2: it actually feels, it's actually more uncomfortable to not be supported. I mean, it's still nice to take that bra off at the end of the day, but I wouldn't want to walk around all day with no bra on. Because
0: I guess too, because they're an implant, they'd be like a a dense weight, whereas Mm -hmm. your flesh, it's a different, it would be different. Yeah. So I'm, I'm imagining that it would feel like sometimes it's carrying a burden,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Or, or pull or even pulling your posture forward.
2: And yeah, I know my posture forward. Um, yeah. you know, causing more strain on my yeah. shoulders. And they're just they're just like big. They're mm. just really big. And you know, sometimes I've I even over the years, like I've looked in the mirror and saw they're just they're just big. They're just so big. They don't need to be that big. And, you know, I've been pretty lucky. I mean, there can be some horrific things that go wrong with. Um, breast implants I've had you know mam- I don't have mammograms I have um I'll, I have scans uh so yearly I'll have a scan uh they can also see in a scan if there's any ruptures or anything yes. like that okay. so, so I've nice. never had um never had any ruptures or anything like that um I was actually listening to a podcast recently where a there's this um, sickness that you can get from breast implants, yeah. which is they're still very much um, studying into that, but it yeah. can make some women incredibly sick. Yeah, I've heard that too. Lucky in those scheme of things. Um, but recently, um, two years ago now, I think it was, I have decided that I want them removed. I probably will need to have a reduction mm-hmm. and, um i did go and see so i went and seen the surgeon a couple of years ago i had a referral to go see the surgeon and so what has happened now which the first thing he said was because this is a different surgeon to what i have and um i can't actually find the surgeon i had anymore and i'm i'm wondering i'm i've had lots of questions about my original surgeon just by this man just by this new surgeon's approach and the few things he was saying, he has, he assessed me. And, you know, the first thing he said, looking at me was like, those implants should never, ever have had those, that size implants in your body. Like they're way too big for my body. Now my initial thing was to see him was to have my implants removed and probably have a reduction yeah. so that, so it will require that full surgery, major surgery where they actually take triangles of skin from the bottom of your breasts and they'll have to remove my nipples, bring my skin closer together. So, you know, that's bad enough on its own. But what the surgeon was saying to me, which I also did not know could be a problem from implants was mm-hmm. because I had said to him that I want to take them. I'm considering, do I put a smaller implant in or do I take them out completely? He had said to me that I I cannot take them out completely. Well, I could, but Mm. the implants being the size that they are, they have caused a lot of damage. They've um, deteriorated my chest muscles. So I actually have very, very little chest muscle under my implants. I've got very little breast tissue and by the time they actually remove the implant. Like I said, they got to take the implant out. They have to take the capsule out. They have to take scar tissue out, any Mm. damaged breast tissue. So you're taking away foundation all the time. Yeah. So basically if I take my implants out, I will have a concave. Wow. Um, Jesus. So this is where I am now. Mm. Um, I had put the surgery or the surgery was going to cost me about $20,000. And I wasn't on private private health insurance, mm-hmm. so um, I had po- like I hadn't made any arrangements to have the surgery. Um, I got on private healthcare straight away, so that by the time I did decide to have the surgery, that mm-hmm. I would be covered for at least ten thousand of that. I think it yeah. would cover twelve thousand, but like I said, that was a couple of years ago, so I'm not really sure where that would be at now. And so where I am at the moment is I want to go back to my doctor and um, just refer again with her about what the specialist had said. Mm-hmm. I want to go and have a second opinion by a different doctor. I've learned my lesson and I am not just going to go with the first doctor that pops in and says this is what you need done. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to do a little bit more research and um, see someone else for a second opinion and see what can be done from here. I'm presuming that the longer I leave them in, the more damage is going to be caused.
1: Yeah, wow. Okay, interesting. I bet it's a familiar story for lots of people. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of of things that you learn later on Mm. that aren't really made clear, which is why I wanted to talk about this. I wanted to,
1: you know, I
2: I had um, a cousin of mine recently um, had hers done and she was speaking to me a lot beforehand and like I would never tell anyone not to do it it's completely up to you I I know that I would not say now that I would never have done it
1: yeah you but you would approach it differently like I, said, would, I would definitely take an opinion it and yeah yeah be a bit more like strong in your like I, I don't want bigger yeah. than this like this is yeah yeah speaking up more and all that type of stuff. And I, I realise that when you're in general, I've said it, you can't speak up. However, yeah. you can be an advocate for yourself leading into the process for sure. Yeah. Mm.
2: And I also think, like, if I hadn't have had it done, I'd probably be still be sitting here 10 years later saying, I wish I had my boobs done. Like yeah. It yeah, was was it. Yeah, it was a decision I made at the time and yeah. I probably wouldn't choose not to do it again. Yeah. But I... We we're talking. You spoke earlier about would you want your daughter
1: mm-hmm.
2: to do this? No fucking way. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. So I don't. I don't advise it to anyone. Mm. I'm not going to tell mm-hmm. you not to, mm-hmm. but I would advise it.
1: I understand it. Like when you've had babies and they've sucked the life out of your boobs, and if you in the beginning had nice full breaths, and then you've got these like flat. Soft uh, breast tissue that just was—it's you feel you feel I can get it. You feel self-conscious of yourself, and you know. So I understand why women have it. There's not yeah. We've still got this. You know, Barbie was perfect for this. This movie. I, I was you know, like that was where I was. Everybody is different, and the whole idea behind women being a certain way and we can only feel feminine if we've got big boobs and men not, men like big boobs so we're gonna have big boobs to please men like it's like a big hell no for me right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah and I and I'm like I'm sitting here thinking and and in no way critiquing right it's just I'm no, going yeah going with here it is fucking again this unassuming connotation y perfection y whatever that is constantly influencing us in all aspects of life.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
0: you know, and I mean, I know we all, like, I'm going to be 60 very soon. And so, yeah, there's some days where my wrinkles are more pronounced. I'm sitting here looking on the video, going, looking at my, my chin, skimply, blop, blop. And I'm just, I'm really, really, really trying to practice over these past few years around seeing beauty in those things and it's hard because there is all this Mm -hmm. stuff that's going on in the world all the time around how we need to look and I think sometimes some of that looking stuff I was sitting here going oh my god you know we we are like we're (laughs) like my I'm gonna go with my eyebrows I did my eyebrows totally and utterly for me yeah. So, there's a, there's a diff. I think there's this difference. And I think if you're going to, if we're going to sit here and say, because um, I can think of a young girl that in her, I think she was 21, friend of mine went and had breast implants, flat as an egg, 8A. And it completely and utterly, she was working really hard, colds, whatever, I can't remember, I saved her $10,000, got her breast implants, and it completely changed her self esteem. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, 21, whatever age you were, I think the biggest thing is here today is that if you're going to do any of these things, please go and do the research, Hmm. what Tanya said. I'm not saying don't do it, but I've seen that. Raya and I used to watch this show on telly that it was um, a plastic surgery American show, and the amount of botched surgeries. Yeah, botched. That's what it was called, botched. Botched, that's it. And then the other part too where so many stories where I'm wondering if it's the ego of the doctor that puts in the biggest CCs because that happened on that bot show. They're going, there is just no way on God's earth that should have even been implanted. And in my little bit of research that I did do is there is different levels of um, I think it was Northern Hemisphere, UK and Australia, there's different levels of qualification in um, becoming what's what's classed as a plastic surgeon and actually a doctor I should have written it down a doctor can have x amount of quality to be able to do like you know skin cancers and stuff but that's actually counted like as plastic surgery so you want to be careful about what you're choosing in experience around you know and finding out those facts I really think that's what I'm taking from today yeah. Do what you want to do. They're your choices, but do the research and maybe pay the extra for the better reviews or the better research that places have done or the better specialties. There's, there's got to be reasons why there's differences in prices too.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's always something else, you know. Like I think if we actually spent more of our time accepting <clears throat> ourselves and and trying to accept ourselves rather than change ourselves, we'd be all the better for it. Yeah, you know, you get, you know, you're like, I want my hair, I want my hair different. And then you fix your hair and you want something else different. You get your boobs done, you want a tummy tuck. Like, there's (laughs) always something else that you're not happy with on your body. And, and, um, I mean, and that goes to show, you know, a lot of people get addicted, become addicted to to plastic surgeries from the fake nails and the dyeing of the hair all the way to, butt implants and cutting their bodies up left, right, and centre because yeah. one thing just isn't enough.
1: No. Yeah, I was listening to a Kardashian talk the other day about having her boobs done because she had, I can't remember which one it was. It was the one that has, it might be a Jenna, has a, um, a child called Stormy. I don't know who that is. And she was saying how she would never want her daughter to do what she's done to her body because she looks at her daughter and thinks she's absolutely perfect just the way she is. Mm-hmm. And I think the same. Like, And so why can't we have that same conversation about ourselves and our minds? Like what's
0: yeah.
1: what's stopping us from doing that? It's just crazy that we're always just wanting to be different than we are. Yeah. And I talk about that a lot. I talk about the acceptance of what is a lot and it does goes back to our bodies like when we're always fighting against what is and hating on it what what we you know keep putting out there what well, we get back mm-hmm. and surrendering into the acceptance of what is doesn't mean that you then are complacent and, and don't do anything to keep your body in good no. health and look after then- it, eat good food and stuff but when you're from a place of self-love you would agree that you actually want to do those things more when you actually love yourself more yeah
0: yeah. And and in, sorry. Yeah. I was just I was thinking about the hair dyeing thing, right? Yeah. And yeah, the, the, of course, there's that linger stuff of gray. But the reason I go every six weeks is because I want to go every six weeks. Yeah. And And I think that's, I think that's if you're listening, people, be doing the things that make you feel great about you, not having to be something for someone else. And I agree with you, Prue and Tanya. We, and we are, I think that's what wholehearted holds a space for. You know, yes. we're not, we're far from perfect. We've all had our, and we all still have our <laughs> worries. And We've all got our things. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's supporting us to be true to ourselves. And I really think that is so wonderfully beautiful that we're doing this together and that we're facing these uncomfortable things and having these great conversations, you know, my heart goes out to you. You're such a brave lady, Tanya, to do what you did when you did and now facing what you possibly have to face to help yourself for the future.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also just want to touch on another thing which you had brought up before about your friend, the confidence level Mm. of of your friend after she had hers done. I think we also got to remember that not all of our decisions it's not what makes you happy, which we talk about often, yeah. but also, you know, those confident levels for me, I was, I've often been probably more often been self-conscious of my breasts since I had them done than I was before. Yeah. I, yeah. I've had my, I've had my moments where they like in the right thing or you know, how, I guess, however, I'm feeling that day that I'm like, yeah, loving these. But I think if, if I had to rate it more often than not, I'm self-conscious of them.
1: Yeah. The confidence. Yeah. It doesn't equal. Yeah. The outside doesn't equal the inside. People just keep mixing this up. It's like the inside equals the inside, whatever you're like, however you love yourself on the inside is how you love yourself on the outside. Yeah, there's
2: this connection. It's not always the
1: case. No, it can't. That's it. It can. It can help where, yeah, when you choose it for it to help for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it's not the it's not the magic pill either. How can we help every woman just to accept and acknowledge themselves for who they are, without having to change anything? That's what I would love, for sure. I
0: think where we're incrementally being the change that we want the world to be just by speaking about this and, and doing the best we can. Please keep speaking about it. Ladies and gents, keep raising it. Don't be afraid or ashamed. You know, the more we're talking about these things, the more we're supporting each other to be true to who we are, the more inclusive respect we have for each
1: other. It is changing. Been a great conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are we going to do a reading?
0: Oh, gosh, I was so involved.
1: <laughs> yes, okay. Just give, I haven't even thought about cards. I've been too involved
0: in Tanya. I think we'll go the journey of love. I think we need to. Ah, oh, beautiful. Yeah.
1: Okie dokie. Hmm, what a great you, chat. Tanya. That was, that was good. Thanks for bringing it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I have to
0: admit, I had no bloody idea until I started my research. I think, oh, okay. It's great yeah. when well you have these different topics because it makes you think outside the square, doesn't it? I reckon it could continue. It's a conversation that could continue on other things.
1: Yeah, Yeah. well, if Any- you're listening to this and you've had an experience, we would love to hear from you. And I'm sure Tanya's already got something prepared to go on the Facebook feed about this topic. So please comment, share, get involved in this conversation. All opinions are valid, like there's no right or wrong. So share away. Absolutely. We're not saying
2: do. We're not saying don't. No. We're just saying make sure you're sure, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doing yep. it for you.
0: Okay. So, the message that it's really what we've just been talking about in the end but this is going to come back to what we were just talking about, about doing those things for ourselves from the right place within ourselves. Oh, golly, there's going to be two. Going to be that one. Drop that one and this one. Okay. Mm. Before I pick them up, I just need to know why they are giving me two cards.
1: Mm. Oh,
0: Okay. All right. This says drop into your heart. Wow. Gosh, can you see this beautiful woman here and this gracious dance? There's a lot of um, olive green with this magenta. So magenta is about self love, and the olive is around your intuitive feminine wisdom. It's the color of Tanya today. It is the color of Tanya today. Um, just, I just got to wait sometimes. Ah, uh, okay. So it's card sixty eight, which adds to be fourteen, which is a five, which is to think outside the square. So. It's saying, this is about, it's making sure that you expand your perspective on on whatever this self-love message is. What I'm sensing is that when you're too closed around this thinking crap that you do, you forget how to petri dish jelly, breathe into the support of your own self So this magenta is and it's vibrant magenta and this woman that is on this card is very open and um, I'm not going to say graceful, she's just warm and open. And so allow yourself to lean into your own wisdom. Allow yourself to feel you, not your head, okay? Mm -hmm. We are not like as human beings, seriously. I can hear spirit going, what the fuck are you doing? You know, be flesh, be the reality. What are you trying to make it into something that it isn't? You chose to come here to be this form of who you are. God, this so relates to this book I'm listening to at the moment. All right. That is a firm, loving, beautiful smack on your bum in a nice way. So drop into your heart, okay? Like this head stuff, this head stuff is what I hear around this head stuff because it's not bad is I'm hearing all the time with every single session. It's like what's in your control, what's out of your control. They want you to have clearness, a yes and a no. So get to that yes and no stuff. Stop playing around in the cloudy stuff because we can deal with the cloudy stuff. Once you're deciding to be okay, it's really, really valid, especially with this energy that we're moving through. (laughs) Sorry, it's always great. (laughs) Okay, sweet soul rising. Now this is like, this is like Cupid, and this is so, so perfect because there's a pair of boobs. (laughs) Mm, oh, so again. <laughs> she's so she's naked and she's got a little patch of Venus flowers. Her boobs are bare. She's got some flowers in her wings. And look at this amazing support of light. It's like taking the leap of faith. And she's bare. Like, you know, it's like, what have you got to lose? Reach for the stars. So this is bl- this blue colour is about listening to that communication. Gosh, it's such, <laughs> this card's never come out of the deck in all the years I've had them. This is such a beautiful yeah. card. Okay. So this is about, you know, stepping into exploring what we just talked about in the first card. And if you look at this card, the flowers are magenta and there are green leaves. So I just think this is just follow on. Interesting. Anyway, I'll add some more information. Beautiful.
1: Well, that's all from us today. Beautiful. That's it. Thanks for bringing this conversation. I've enjoyed it thoroughly, as usual. (laughs) As usual, that's okay. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks, Tanya. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. Well, yeah, you'll hear us next week. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for being part of this Soul Sister Conversation. It would mean the world to us if you like and share this podcast with your own soul sisters. Follow the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you are so inspired, leave a review. All suggestions and questions are welcome and you can drop them in the Facebook group. Thank you, beautiful souls.